Deshaun Watson's back. At least Adam Schefter handled it with grace and applause today. <laughs> that was the funniest joke I've had on the show in a while. Wow. Comedy, 10 out of 10 for me today. Well done. Thank you. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. March is one of my favorite months of the year. It might be the best month of the year. Baseball comes back, even though that's a little mucked up this year, but you know what I mean. Pitchers and catchers are reporting, and then we get into spring training. Baseball's typically back the very end of March. March Madness. Oh, I love March Madness. It's great. The weather. I went fishing in a crew neck yesterday. That was it. I didn't wear a hat. Oh, 10 out of 10 day yesterday. Maple syrup season occurs in March. Have you ever... Have you ever tapped a maple tree and made maple syrup yourself? If not, I cannot explain the joy to you. It's just something you need to experience. It's great. It's awesome. You know what's a really underrated part of March? And it's only it only happens once. But it's the night of sleep that follows the time change of daylight savings. Like, if we were to look at the entire calendar year and make a Mount Rushmore of sleeping nights, it's on there. It's your George Washington on the Mount Rushmore. I was thinking of some ideas. Best nights of sleep throughout the year. I was thinking fall Saturday. You just finished watching a Pac-12 game at night. You move from the couch where you've basically been sleeping for an hour. You move into bed. Windows are open. The breeze is cool. You have the extra blanket. So when you wake up at 4 a.m. a little chilly, you just throw that over and you keep going, right? That's a great night. Thanksgiving night, great night of sleep. You've eaten your fill, you've watched football, maybe played cards with your family, and you go to bed, your head hits the pillow knowing that you have a three-day weekend still on deck. Great night of sleep. Christmas Eve night. Silence all around town. Snow is lightly falling. you got some Andy Williams playing in the background as you gaze out the window before bed. Maybe that's just me, but I do that every year. Hall of Fame nights of sleep. And the night after daylight savings. Oh, oh. It's great. Wasn't last night amazing? Tonight might be great, too. Very underrated slept-on part of March. Something I was thinking about this morning. Nothing to do with sports. Let's move on, please. God. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you had an excellent weekend. The weather was tremendous. Although, I got a Snapchat from my mom uh, and my sister. Uh, My mom works in Eau Claire. My sister lives in Menominee. uh, And it's snowing there. So, I apologize uh, to those of you that live to the north. Maybe listeners on Sports Talk 105.1 in Eau Claire or around that area. Yeah, it's 50 degrees and lovely down here in La Crosse. I don't know what the weather's like in Madison, but yesterday was awesome. The weekend was awesome. If you got out and celebrated St. Patrick's Day, watched a little college basketball, oh, great weekend. So I hope you'd enjoy it. It's going to be a busy week this week. So like strap up, you know, get your eight hours every night, stay hydrated because between NFL free agency and March Madness and baseball, we just, we're going to have a lot to cover this week, a lot of ground. Um, and I'm going to get my eight hours I'm going to stay healthy. I'm going to work out. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to try to not drink, except for tonight. I'm already meeting someone for a beer, but that's that was planned prior, so that doesn't count. That's like that's free, essentially. We need to show up this week for two hours every night because there's going to be a lot to talk about. I got Badgers stuff in tonight's show. I got Bucks, Packers. Tom Brady is back, so we get to deal with that. The Reds are trading all their great bats, which is amazing. Winker and Suarez just got dealt to the Mariners about an hour ago, so that's amazing. We have a lot to get to this week, and I'm going to bring my A game, but I'm going to need you to do the same. This is going to be this is going to be a hard week, a lot of stuff we need to get to. So mentally prepare, dig in. 
I want to start with little March Madness stuff tonight, little bucks, and then we'll get to Packers before too long. If at any point you'd like to join the show tonight, the number, ready? About to say the number. So listen or get ready to put in your phone if you want to. 608-796-2558. You can call and text that number. You can find me on Twitter. Please follow me. Tweet me during the show or anytime at Wisco Grant if Twitter is your thing. So the NFL is using and abusing every other sports league right now. It's it's too bad. I mean, Tom Brady announcing that he's making his return yesterday when it's Selection Sunday and it's the kids' chance to shine. That is a disgusting act. Disgusting from Tom Brady yesterday. So baseball's back, making moves. Nobody cares because all the NFL free agency stuff is nuts. Tom Brady's out of retirement. Conference tournaments are going out. Brackets are out. We're filling out brackets. Okay, Amari Cooper's been traded. Khalil Max got traded. So J.C. Jackson just joined the Chargers in the last hour. So there's moves, and we're talking about and focusing on the NFL. And I want to talk about the NFL and the Packers for a large majority of the show today. But before we do, I want to address the Badgers and the Bucks, both of which had a big game over the weekend. I have one thing to say on each of these teams. I'll be really quick, efficient, to the point, and then we'll move on. And we'll spend a majority of the show on NFL stuff. Badgers, feel as though we should address what happened on Friday night against Michigan State. Lost as the two seed going against the seven in the Big Ten tournament. Friday night is a great example of why March Madness is impossible. It's impossible. I talk about baseball, football, basketball, all sorts of different leagues at different levels on the show. There is nothing more difficult to analyze or predict than March Madness. And to me, that includes conference tournaments. All of these teams always this time of year are living on a razor's edge. You have a rough shooting night. You get a tough whistle. You're done. That's it. That's exactly what happened on Friday to Johnny Davis and the Badgers. But that's why we love college hoops, right? It's random. It's unpredictable. Anything can happen any given night. These tournaments, both the Big Ten tournament and March Madness, are single elimination. I guess NIT, too, if you care, but we don't. But we don't. You don't know much about the NIT in the state of Wisconsin. Unless you're a Marquette fan. Maybe then that's a little different. Friday night, Wisconsin shot great from three, but they were horrendous from the free throw line. They couldn't contain Marcus Bingham Jr., Chucky Hepburn, Brad Davison hit their shots, but then they had other players that didn't. Johnny Davis was bad. He forced shots. He looked uncomfortable. Maybe that's because he was limited in practice throughout the week. I guess we'll never know. All the tweets I saw on Friday night, from the common fan to people who cover the Badgers. So very, very reputable to all the way down to just fan guy yelling his opinion into the internet. Everyone is complaining about the refs. Hey, guess what? College refs suck big 10 refs suck it's the nature of the sport okay and we love college basketball because it's wild and unpredictable and anything can happen well part of that is the refs being terrible saw that on friday it's the nature of the sport defense in college basketball there's some guys that can defend but a lot of defense in college basketball is just guys flopping trying to draw charges trying to get positioned and that's why star players always end up in foul trouble always And that's the nature of the sport. College basketball players often really suck at jump shooting. Wisconsin this year was last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage as a team at 31%. That's the nature of the sport. Okay? So I'm not telling you, Badgers fans, of which I'm one, by the way. I'm not trying to sound like I'm separating myself here, but Badgers fans, we love college basketball because it gets nuts. And Friday night was nuts. It was a seven seed beating a two, and Wisconsin losing as a favorite. Folks love college basketball because it gets nuts. 
So don't get mad and start complaining about college basketball for the very same reasons that you like college basketball, only because college basketball bites your team and your fandom in the ass. That's what happened on Friday. That sucks. All right, run it back. They got Colgate later this week. Onward and upward. I want to talk about the Bucks. They played Saturday night. The Warriors. And they lost. Oh, as if they had won, what, seven or eight coming in. The Bucks have been great. They lost to the Warriors on Saturday night. It was nationally televised. They lost 122-109. There's 82 regular season NBA games. I'd say 40-ish of them we don't really care about. Those are your games against the Pistons, the Rockets, the Blazers, the Magic. Those are your Tuesday night games that no one really watches. And if they do, no one's really stressed out. It's about 40 of them. A little bit less than half. 30-ish of them are games I would categorize as, well, you know, we'd really like to win these, if possible. Raptors, Hornets, Hawks. Mavericks. These are your good teams, but teams not as good as the Bucks. So those are games that you, you want to see the Bucks win. Now, if you played four games in a row against the Hornets, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Mavericks, if you won three of four, good. If you lost three of four, if you lost two of four, maybe we'd take a second look. But if you win three or four of those games, whatever. We'd like to win most of those. You do, you move on. Now, a dozen or so games a season are must-win games. And we talk about them differently. We watch them differently. Those are your games against the top five seed, a rival, national TV. Brooklyn versus Philly last week's a great example. People have been talking about that game like it's a playoff game, like it's a playoff series, right? Bucks Warriors on Saturday was one of those must-win games where we were dialed in, locked in, national TV, Giannis, Steph, top seed in both conferences. I think it's a three versus a two, but these teams keep moving, so who even cares? Of every must-win game the Bucks have ever played in, I care about that one least of all. That game does not bother me. I don't care that they lost. Clay had his night. Clay was unreal. He scored 38 in really his first brilliant game back from injury. And you know what? Good for Clay. Good for Golden State. They had their night. And the Bucs were right there the whole time. They went on their runs. Golden State just always had an answer. And sometimes that'll happen. Forget about that game. Move on. Okay. I want to get to the NFL. When I wrote the show this morning and wrote in my Packers notes and what we were going to talk about, it looks very different than right now. Because as of this morning, Rasul Douglas is back. Preston Smith is back. Zedaria Smith is out. Billy Turner's out. Devontae Adams is pissed off. But now, Devondre Campbell is back too. I don't know how so many cap people, like the accountants whose hobby it is to break down the team's cap, far be it for me to tell anyone what their hobby should be. I have some weird hobbies. Everyone likes something different. I guess I don't really understand why a CPA that does accounting things all day wants to come home and play with spreadsheets and break down a team's cap. But again, we all do different things. All of these cap analysts this whole offseason talked to us about the Packers and said, they might have to get rid of everyone, all right? They don't have the money to bring back Adams and they don't have the money to bring back Rodgers unless they cut everyone else. So no Preston Smith, no Adrian Amos, no Aaron Jones, no Billy Turner, right? You can say goodbye to Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. And these cap people who exist in the Packers blogosphere and in cheeseheadnation.com and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, said everybody's got to go. It's Armageddon. Well, Rasul Douglas is back. Preston Smith is back. Devondre Campbell's back. Aaron Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams has been franchise tagged, and I think he will be back. It just might take some time. We're going to talk about that in a minute or two in our next segment. Devontae Adams is unhappy, so we'll talk about that. 
like with the Aaron Rodgers story, I guess I just don't really get how everyone got this so wrong. Like, remember last offseason? I keep using this as an example. When Rob Domoski went on the Dan Patrick show, and when he was asked, he straight up said, uh, the starting quarterback of the Packers this year, yeah, uh, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'd say less than 5% chance it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, Aaron Rodgers started every game except for, you know, that one that we don't like to talk about for lots of different <laughs> lots of different reasons. And then into this offseason, Andrew Brandt. I worked in the Packers front office 25 years ago, and, you know, business has done exactly the same these days, so I know everything. No way they bring back Aaron Rodgers. They're moving on. And they brought back Aaron Rodgers. They did not move on. I just don't get how so many people were wrong. That Jared Stillman thumb in Nashville who said Aaron Rodgers is, quote, open to joining the Titans, as if that's a scoop. I'm open to joining the Titans if you pay me 50 bucks an hour. Like, sure, give me a call. I'm, quote, open to joining the Titans. What a stupid report. Why does that stick with me? That bothers me. Guy sucks. One source told me he's, quote, open to joining the Titans. Six scoop, dude. Whatever. I don't get how many how many people got the Aaron Rodgers thing wrong. And now everyone's getting the, the Packers cap thing wrong. Well, there's no way they'll be able to bring all these guys back, let alone pay Rodgers and Adams. Okay, well, they're bringing all these guys back. And they're paying Rodgers and Adams. And yes, it cost them Zedarius Smith. But that was a foregone conclusion last offseason. I thought it was very clear last offseason that Zedarius Smith would not be back. And he's not. So let's not act surprised about it. Billy Turner was a little bit of a surprise. But I think bringing back Rasul Douglas and Campbell and others over Billy Turner makes sense. I think the Packers letting go of Billy Turner, as much as everyone liked him, and I seemed really likable, seemed to really jive with Aaron Rodgers. The release of Billy Turner is maybe surprising, but it's not a shock. Think of it this way, okay? You're moving. You're moving into a new house. You're moving out of your place, and you're going to a new place. Let's say it's across town, 15-minute drive. Not too far. You're not going cross-country. And you are trying to decide what you need to pack up and put in boxes, what you can take to Goodwill, what you can sell, what you can give to friends and family, or what do you just need to throw away? Because when you're moving, there's a certain percentage of your stuff that is not making it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not coming. You're not making the trip. Sorry. So you're either going to Goodwill, you're getting thrown away, whatever. So if I'm moving, I'm getting rid of easily replaceable things, right? Things that I know I can find, again, easily and cheaply, right? And as homemakers... And we're all homemakers in a way. We decorate our house. We set up our house. We all have a, a taste of how we want our house to be set up. We all have different strengths, different weaknesses, right? For me, I'm very proud of this. I am an amazing lamp guy. I know it sounds nuts. I, If you need a lamp, ask me. I will find you the most bitchin' lamp. Just give me 30 bucks and a free afternoon. Lamps and end tables. I got it, Okay. I, I will find you a lamp. You'll look at it and go, oh, I didn't know they made lamps like that. And I said, yeah, I bet you didn't. But I did because I'm a lamp guy. We have a, a lamp in our living room that's a, that's a trout leaping out of a stream. And then the lamp comes from behind the trout. It's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Right? I am a lamp guy. Now, if you need to find a couch or a recliner, I, will wa- I have wandered through furniture wilderness for years now. My 2020 apartment where I kind of rode out COVID, I got home every night and I went to turn on League Pass and I sat down and I said, this couch sucks. I hate this couch. And I didn't do anything about it. You know why? Number one, because I'm lazy. But two, I, I can't do any better. Shopping for furniture, I, I mean, it's not my thing. Lamps, end tables, uh, decorations, yeah, yeah. Furniture, no. 
So when I find a recliner that I love, I'm not giving that up. The Packers are so good at finding offensive linemen and replacing offensive line. The Packers find spare offensive linemen in the storage basement of Lambeau. Like, like Goody will go downstairs, and he'll come back up, and he'll be like, uh, hey, Ross, Mark, I was in the basement. I was looking for Easter decorations, and look what I found. Find the golf clubs. It's a new right guard. And <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. I just found another one. That's what the Packers do, right? The Packers probably feel confident moving Elton Jenkins to the right tackle, developing one of their young guys that they've drafted recently, or drafting a new one completely and totally. Corners? Uh, I, don't, I don't know that you want to play that game. It'd be like me finding a recliner that I love and then saying, I'm moving this spring and I can find a better recliner. Okay, <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Because my furniture has sucked for years, and I think my back is in worse shape because of it. Lamps and tables? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll find them. I'll find them. Furniture? Mm-mm. And I think that's the same with the Packers. They're thinking, uh, we could find another right tackle. Finding another corner? Maybe, maybe let's not play around with this. We finally found one that we like. Maybe let's maybe let's bring him back. Let's hold on to him. So the Packers today bringing back Rasul Douglas, Preston Smith on a new deal, which we'll talk about later in the show. Um, bringing back Rasul Douglas, like I just said, and uh, who's the one I'm forgetting? I'm picturing in my head. Devondre Campbell. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Billy Turner and Zadarius Smith are out. Adams is pissed. Devontae Adams doesn't want to play under a franchise tag. Let's talk about that coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bills lamp guy. Uh, here's why this is so funny. What do we do? We just talked about furniture for four or five minutes. Big lamp guy, big end table guy, not the guy to find your next recliner or love seat or sectional. Uh, I checked Twitter over the break. As of 10 minutes ago, the Packers released Billy Turner with a failed physical designation. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you know that long analogy, that long played out analogy I just did? Uh, forget it, because I guess Billy Turner just—he just wasn't—he wasn't up to snuff. Okay, cool. We should have put Billy Turner at the end of the show. I don't know what I was thinking when I planned this. I'm gonna tweet something. Hold on. Find me at Wisco Grant on Twitter. I'm gonna quote tweet Doug Kide of PFF, who has this story. Said I just did a six-minute furniture analogy to explain the Billy Turner release decision, and now this sick. <laughs> tweet. Find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant 608-796-2558. Schmidt on the north side checking in. Howdy, Schmidt. Jason, Lower Tainer Lake. As always, thank you for the specificity. He says, hello, Grant. Uh, finally back from Belize. Highly recommend going there. You know what? I, I've been wanting to get there, and I just, I, it's the darndest thing. I just haven't had the time. Or the money, or anything necessary, or a passport. But other than that, I'd love to. Thank you for the for the recommendation. This is bringing back Douglas and getting rid of Turner was a big surprise, especially since Stokes played really well last year. Here's the thing with corners, all right? We need to stop being comfortable with corners. We can't get to a place as fans where we think, okay, we're good. 
And, and general managers can't get there either. One thing I will give Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer credit for to the bitter end is they realized the importance of depth in the secondary. Now, they kept drafting corners because they never really hit one post-Rhodes, and Trey Waynes was fine, but that's a position you just keep feeding. You just keep feeding it, Jason. You never get to a point with corners where you're like, oh, they got Stokes and, Doug- and Douglas and Jair. Okay, they're good. No, 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 no. Draft another. Get another off waiver. Always feed that position, and it's the same with wide receivers. Right? When you get two good wide receivers, draft another. Develop another. Bring in another. Have nice depth. Insulate yourself from injury. All of the things that you think of with depth, you need that at corner. Um, And I think the Packers have just struggled to get corners that play well for them, corners that they like. Um, So letting go of Rasul Douglas was probably difficult. And with the Billy Turner decision, the Packers can find offensive linemen. Now, he had a failed physical, so that's a reason why they released him. But also, the Packers are much more confident in their ability to go find another offensive lineman and groom an offensive lineman. Probably more confident than that uh, than, they're, than they are in finding another corner. They found one with Rasul Douglas. Let's not let him out of the building. I think that makes sense. I want to talk about Devontae Adams. They tagged him last week, which wasn't a surprise to me. I didn't know how the Packers would do it, but I didn't think they would let him go. Because you just don't see players that good walk for nothing, even if they're coming up on a third contract. Like, the Packers... They just won't let a player walk who's that good. Players like Adams don't hit free agency. So when the franchise tag was applied, everyone, all of us at the same time thought, okay, this is a means to an end. This is buying time to get a deal done because they have, I think, until July to get the deal done. Time to work out a deal. It's a stalling tactic. This morning, we get this report from Ian Rappaport. And I I guess I, I understand this reaction from Devontae Adams, but I... It also kind of bothers me, and I'll talk about why. But first, here's Ian Rappaport on Good Morning Football. The Packers got some very good news when Aaron Rodgers decided to return for Green Bay for next season and beyond. Not so much for the situation surrounding star receiver Devontae Adams. Sources say that Adams has informed the Packers that he will not play on the franchise tag that he was given for the 2022 season. The signs remain far apart on a long-term extension. Just based on the business of this, based on negotiations and talks and how things things are going, Tom, this relationship is not in a great place. And considering that the start of free agency is upon us, uh, the tampering window starts later today and free agency begins the middle of this week, something has to give. This situation, uh, which has been kind of boiling under the circus, the surface is coming to a head. It's going to be interesting to see what movement there is the Green Bay Packers for Devontae Adams and how this gets resolved, if it gets resolved, but certainly uh, nothing good here between Adams and the Packers. Okay. I mean, I, I get where Adams is coming from. I don't want to rip Adams in this situation. This is going to be probably almost assuredly his last chance at a big payday. So you take it, and you want to get everything you can. And Adams has been patient enough. Right, The Packers really could have extended him last year or even the year before. Right, With great players, you typically don't hit free agency. You don't hit the market because teams want to lock them up. I mean, God, the Cardinals traded for Hopkins, who had two or three years left on his deal, and they gave him another couple of years. They're like, oh, we're just happy to have you. Here, take more money. Go ahead. More years. Everything. We'll give you 27 and a half annually. Sure. Which is a deal that has screwed over the wide receiver market for the rest of the league and is probably uh, one of the biggest points of contention between the Packers and Adams. Here's the thing. I don't want I, I don't want to hear this. Okay? 
I'm sick of this. I'm so sick of this. They'll get a deal done. So in the meantime, stop. I don't want to hear from Adam's camp. I don't even want to hear on the Packers on this, really. I, I don't. I for sure don't want to hear from Rodgers on this. I do not want Aaron Rodgers going on the McAfee show and saying, well, you know, they got to take care of my guy Adams, or I don't know, maybe I'll reconsider my situation with the pack. Just everyone, go quietly into the offseason. Go on. Go on. Let the agents deal with it. You guys work it out. I don't need it on my timeline. I don't need it on my TV. I don't need it on my radio. I don't. Win me a playoff game. You win me a playoff game, win me an NFC championship game, you take $30 million a year. Ah, forget 27 and a half. Take 30 Sure. You and Rodgers, you go do your unspoken connection thing in a game that matters. All right? I've just become annoyed with this. I, I just, these guys, these guys, Adams and Rodgers did a Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen thing on their Instagram going into the season. And I just, I, it just blows me away. They three-peated twice in a decade. You guys, Adams has never been to a Super Bowl. Rodgers has found every way to avoid getting back to a Super Bowl since 2010. It's been 12 years. I'm at the point with the Packers and with a lot of this noise that I only care about the playoffs, and that's really it. And to say that in 2013 or 2014 would have been a bit much. To say it 12 years later, removed from Super Bowl 45, I just I think that's completely and totally fair. Go get your stats in the regular season. Have your fun. Do your fun little tiptoe catches on the boundary and your unspoken connection back shoulder thing. But if you fall flat in January, I don't care. None of it means anything at all. And I can't wait for this NFL season. I, I don't even know if the Packers will be my favorite team to watch this year in the regular season. Because what they're going to do, this is what's going to happen. And we were already tiptoeing on this line last season where they would play the Steelers and win by 14. And then I would come in here on Monday and say, okay, um, I guess Adams made a really nice catch there in the second quarter. That was kind of fun. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I'm going to forget about that game in two months. And we did. I was going to try to think of a play from the Pittsburgh game, and I can't. <laughs> like, I was trying to recall, like, oh, that one play. I got nothing. That game against Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. Now the Commanders, formerly the R-Words. Oh, that was a fun game in which that player did that thing. That was cool. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. <laughs> like, these regular seasons are just going to be boring. They're going to be so boring. Because we're ultimately going to be waiting week after week, month after month, to see what happens in January. And Adams and Rodgers need to refine their game to a more sustainable, reliable form of play that works in January against a team that's specifically game planning for you and has been all week because this game means everything, right? They're going to double, triple team them. All right, come up with something. Because I watch Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup do it, and Cooper Cup is not as good as Devontae Adams, and Matthew Stafford certainly can't even carry the jock of Aaron Rodgers. And you know that I'm not even that thrilled with Aaron Rodgers at the moment, but I can say that confidently, right? I don't care how long these two play together. I don't care that they have this unspoken, weird mind connection thing. Get in the film room. Practice together in the offseason. Show up at OTAs. Because I think they're 90% brilliant. But the 10% that's missing is the 10% that's required to do it in the games that matter most. And they haven't been able to do it in the games that matter most. So if you want to play in the franchise tag, all right, fine. You work that out with your agent, but keep it off my Twitter timeline because I don't care. I have not gotten the payoff in the playoffs enough to care about this. I, I, I just don't. So let the agents handle it. Keep it off of my timeline because there's enough baseball moves. There's enough college basketball. I, I don't want it. 
I don't want it. Let's take a break. I want to talk about some college basketball. I want to talk about the Badgers. This might be controversial. I'm very excited to share with you something I was thinking about today and yesterday. I think I'm most excited to share this with Ebo tomorrow because I think he's going to blow a gasket when I share it with him. We'll talk Badgers, Johnny Davis, and the upcoming March Madness tournament. They got Colgate later this week. We'll talk about that next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, Twitter at Wisco Grant. Hope you had a banging weekend. My weekend was excellent. Got out, did a little fishing yesterday. I made a delicious chicken wild rice soup on Saturday. It was great. Went to the Popcorn Tavern on Saturday night. Saw a pretty awesome jam band, Flibber to Gibbet. They were supposed to have an album release party in January. It was a while back, but they had to cancel it. It's got to reschedule for last night. Awesome show. We're not going to do a concert review, though. We did two of those last week. One with Perry, one with Evo. Probably good on concert reviews this week. We got a lot to talk about. Talked about some of the Packers moves today. Devondre Campbell back. Rasul Douglas, Preston Smith. Billy Turner is out, as is... um, Who's the other one that they cut today? This is why I need the list in front of me. I tried to go off memory. Zedaria Smith. Zedaria Smith, we've considered gone for months now. So that one doesn't really stick in my mind the way that the others do. Now we wait to see what happens with Adams and the franchise tag and whether or not Rodgers signs his deal. I'm just, let me know when it's done or when it's not done. You know, Adams, if you're going to sit out this year, fine. Get your money next year. I don't, I just, I'm done with this. Done with all this. I'm done with all of the crap and none of the playoff wins. I, I, you have not earned doing this to me. You don't get to lose to Jimmy G in the playoffs two times in three years, once at home in the snow, and then do this and take up my time and energy. So you're not. So we're going to move on. First, uh, we're going to talk to Mike in downtown Madison, 608-796-2558. Mike, hello. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm swell. I slept almost 11 hours last night. So I think everyone else in my office building is dragging today, but uh, but not me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the opposite. I slept like four hours. So I slept on Saturday night because I had to work early. Uh, I slept three and a half hours on Saturday night. I stayed out a little bit too late. So I... I think because I was out all night Saturday and then doubled up on sleep last night, that's probably why I feel so good today. Sure. Which sure. I know is I like exactly to... why you called, is to know about my sleep schedule. So I'm glad I was able to fill it, you I in. I mean, Grant, <laughs> Grant, you know. You know that's why I called. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um, anyways, I like, the, I like the Packers' moves today, man. I really do. This Preston Smith deal, I, I know the deals always look bigger and flashier because the agents put out the story. It's like, look, I got my guy this much money for this many years, and... We'll see what the uh, the Devondre Campbell numbers look like, but if it's five years, fifty million bucks, like that's ten per. Darius Leonard's making almost twenty per. Like I love that. I know, I know, I do too. And I honestly, I mean, Darius Leonard's a freak of nature. Yeah. Too. So uh, I think there's you know differences there. He forces a couple fumbles every game. So um, there's some differences, but I but I like uh, I like the deals they made today. And honestly, I don't hate the tr- the franchise tag. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know the whole Adam Scheffner thing, but you know what? He can be a little uh, too Adam Scheffner sometimes. No, um, Scheffner's never done a wrong thing <laughs> in his life. What are you talking about? No. So when he when he opens his mouth, I kind of just turn my head. Um, 
I just, you know, I mean, whatever. He wants to make a drama problem out of everything, right? So, and uh, I don't think it's a bad deal. I think it's a good, uh, good deal for the Packers for sure. I mean, you franchise tag him, let him work his butt off, and then work out a deal. I mean, like I said before, are you the whole like, oh, is Rogers going to get another contract? Oh, five percent. He's yeah. going to get another contract. Five yeah. percent. He's gone. Like, just chill out, have a beer. And Thank wait, you. and let them do their let them do their work. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, and we and we don't need. Here's the other issue: we don't need to tweet through all of this. Like you know how many people, like Packers blog experts who break down the cap, are like, oh, they got to get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy. You didn't need to do any of that. What? Let's just have yeah. a beer, like you said, watch some Bucks or some Badgers, and then we'll just wait to see what the Packers do. We don't need to tweet through everything. Yeah, all the owners, man. <sighs> God, all the Packers <laughs> owners. Yeah, which I am all one. The owners. It's a prestigious club. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Badgers, Badgers real quick. Yeah, I mean, that game was disappointing, to say the least. I, I felt like it was a little disappointing. They mm-hmm. almost had it there at the end. Um, but Michigan State's a tough uh, – they're a tough team, man. Um, you know, I mean, you're going to get a hard game every single time you play them. We split them in the season. So, I mean, what can you say? Yeah. It's hard – and it's with Purdue, yeah. you know, it would be hard to beat a team three times. You know, the, the Big Ten is just – it, just anyone can get good at any point. Like, you look back at their two losses that we considered to be bad, right? The Rutgers loss. And then a week later, you look sure. back, you're like, oh, Rutgers is actually pretty hot. They're playing good basketball. And then same with Nebraska. Yeah. So even their bad losses turned out to not be that bad. Yeah, no, I, I mean, they weren't. And, uh, I mean, they just were what they were. I mean, like I said, I and, and I think actually Greg Gard said it today uh, as well that, you know, and I agree with them. They focus so much more on that regular season uh, Big Ten championship, um, and and uh, they absolutely should because mm-hmm. you know it's three months long. It's not it's not three days. Um, it's a lot tougher to win all those games like they did uh, during the season. So, and they won so many games um, by just a few points this season. I really think that I think they'll they'll do well in the tournament. I really do. I think, and I. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I think whatever a team does in three months over the regular season is so much more impressive than what they do in the tournament. I, I am, I am, I think the opposite of most, like a lot of people say, oh, as a coach, you know, you make your money in the tournament or you really prove it in the tournament. No, I, I actually don't think so. No, I, I think you prove it over four months in a really long regular season. I'm with you there. Especially in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably the best basketball conference in the league. You're, you know, I mean, it's just, they're, it's very, very hard. So, um, I think they did an awesome job this year, especially for what they were. I mean, all the sports analytic guys like, oh, they're going to finish 10th. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so they did great. Um, I'm proud of the team, and I'm I'm just excited to see what they're going to do. Um, I've thought about actually uh, trying to get over to Milwaukee and watch them. You should. You should. I yeah. can't. But you absolutely should. Absolutely. <laughs> what do they play on Friday? When's their game? I don't, even, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I believe they're Friday, yes. Okay. It's not during the show, is it? I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. 8.50 p.m. on TBS? 8.50? My God. All right. So it's after the show, Grant. You can make it. That's a good point. I'll have time. I'll go home, make a nice, delicious meal, and sit down and watch. All right, Mike, (laughs) we can can talk more about this as the week goes on. We're just starting to heat up our our college basketball talk, so I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See ya. Yeah, have a good one. Mike in downtown Madison, 608-796-2558. Mike led me beautifully where I want to go. He led me. He threw a pass out in front of me and led me. 
I think the regular season is more important than the tournament. Is that is that nuts to say? You know, you read, especially when you start to get to late January and into February, start thinking March Madness. We start kind of seeing the end of the schedule. We can see the end of the road, and everyone's like, well, it's been a great season for the Badgers, but, you know, you, you prove it in March. Eh. Do you, though? Like, I love March Madness. It's great. It's awesome. But is the regular season not a longer test of consistency and depth and metal? Like, I'm much more impressed. If you if you told me, Grant, the Badgers can go to an Elite Eight or they can win a Big Ten regular season title, I'm taking, screw the Elite Eight. Unless we're talking national titles or Final Fours, I give me the Big Ten regular season title. I think that's way more impressive. I think that's way more important. Um, and I know, I you know, everyone always says, well, you prove it in March. You know, you're in your money in March. I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. Nick is in Madison. Nick, what's going on? Welcome. Hey, why do you think I'm calling? <laughs> hmm. Um, well, it's something related to the Badgers. Did I? Did I well, say considering I called for the Badgers to lose in the tournament and get the Milwaukee spot oh. and get the Chicago spot. Yeah, that's right. And Johnny Davis gets more rest for that ankle. I forgot about this, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Pull up that tape. So, um, I think the tournament played out just perfectly for the Badgers, and they <laughs> even said in the interview with one of the NCAA guys that the, the tournament means nothing. Yeah. I mean, look at Iowa. Iowa goes hot for the last, you know, for for the four games that they played, win the tournament, and they don't even move up. They're a five. It, it just, you know, they, they weren't moving an inch. And it, it turns out that the Badgers actually are the top-rated three seed. CBS came out and said that they're, number, that they're ninth overall, ahead of Purdue, ahead of Tennessee. Tennessee, who won their conference over Kentucky, went 2-1 and one in, against Kentucky, and Kentucky is a two-seed. Tennessee is uh, the third or fourth three-seed with uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. So, I mean, conference tournament, you kind of go back to your, your talk there about, you know, oh, the conference tournaments, where you make your money. No, not really. Rutgers is in because of their body of work for the regular season in the mm-hmm. Big Ten turn, uh, Big Ten regular season. They didn't even they didn't win a game in the uh, Big Ten tournament, and they still got in. Yeah, they're well, still and, in. And, and, they're not, and I think by Sunday, Nick, isn't the selection committee like, oh, okay, we're not – it's not that they don't watch the Big Ten championship and then the conclusion of the tournament, but if you make it past the first round, I, I think they kind of stop paying attention by the end of the weekend. Yeah, pretty much. They said that they've got, you know, some contingency plans in the event that, like, some mid-major, you know, has an upset in the conference because obviously you got to take the conference tournament champion. I think they need to do away with the automatic bid to the conference tournament champion. I need. I think they need to come up with a better scenario where, you know, because you're basically you're hanging your hat on the conference championship, the conference tournament. Yeah. And you know, for these smaller conferences, if I think they need to give a regular season spot and a tournament spot, and then, you know, fill in the rest of the gaps with everybody else. And I realize you're going to get a lot more mid-majors and smaller conferences in there, but that's just fair because you end up having, you know, the you end up having these teams that play great during the regular season but then get hot in the in the tournament like Iowa did. Yeah. And, you know, what if, what if uh, Nebraska got hot and won the tournament? Do they really deserve to be in the tournament? No, I was going to say that this is this is my quarrel with baseball and how the playoffs work. And I don't think there's a solution. I'm not saying we should change it, but you play 162 games and one team is so demonstrably better than the other, but then the other gets hot for a week. You know, they have two guys that get red hot and then the team that earned it and proved it over 100, did I say, yeah, 162 games. Like now that team's just home. I, I The regular season has to mean something. It has to mean something well, I, in college basketball. It, 
Well, the regular season for baseball will mean something this year, especially for the um, the playoffs. When in the wild card rounds, the 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 top team gets all three home games. Yeah. So that that's where they are giving more credence to the regular season, you know. And and going back to college basketball, Rutgers being a four seed based on their body of work for what they did in the Big Ten tournament, or Big Ten, God dang it, there Big Ten regular season. They they played fluff teams and lost to them in the non-conference schedule. And there was a lot of talk about them not making the tournament and they made the tournament and they aren't even one of the last four in. So it's like, clearly the, the committee gave a lot of credence to them for the body of work that they did during, you know, what the, the eight, nine weeks of the big 10 regular season. And they did nothing in the big 10 tournament. I mean, they, they flopped against Iowa, but Iowa was hot. I mean, all, yeah. all credit to Iowa, and, and I'm the last one to ever do that. But um, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa look good. Oh, well, I'm married to an Iowa family. My in-laws are Hawkeye oh. true and true. So I, I got to live with it. Trust me, I was hearing all about that over the weekend. But, you know, I'll take the Big Ten regular season because that's a that's an eight, nine-week body of work over three days. I agree. I agree. And I got some texts coming in, Nick, of people who disagree. So I want to take a break and talk about this more next. I appreciate you calling in because this is how you called it last week. So kudos to you, Nick. Well, I'm calling it right now so you can keep it on uh, on tape. Badgers in the finals. Ooh. What finals? Which so, finals? What finals are left? Like the final four finals? The f- no, the final two. Oh. I'm saying, they'd, I'm saying they'd beat Colgate. They beat... LSU or Iowa State, they beat Auburn. They beat Iowa again. Iowa's going to beat Kansas, and then they beat Arizona. That's my bracket. Oh, they're oh, they're not scared of Arizona. Going all the way back to the Sean Miller era, they pff, screw Arizona. They get there. That's that's a free game. Yeah. Nick, I'm going to save this audio, and you can take your victory lap in in two weeks when you are proven correct. How does that sound? There we go. <laughs> Have a good Sounds one. Great. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. That's Nick and Madison. <laughs> I'm I feel so strongly about this. March Madness is a blast. I put way more stock into who wins the Big Ten regular season title. And that's the Badgers. And I want to talk more. I'll explain. Coming up next, this is the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. talking about uh we're getting back to the badgers here in a sec but jacksonville jaguars spending a bunch of money today evan ingram christian kirk christian kirksey we're spending a lot of money but it reminds me of maybe you've experienced this men i think have a problem with this especially because women are just more organized they're just more on the game when i go to the grocery store i'll walk around i'll just put a bunch of things in my cart. i'll get what looks good right and i'll spend like 60 bucks and then i'll get home and I'll be like, what do I even, I guess I can make toast and I have cheese and I guess there's some tortilla chips. Like I get home and I don't know what I bought. Like, what did I even, what did I accomplish here? I can't make any meals with this. That's what the Jags are doing. They're just running around the store. They're grabbing a bunch of random things that are fine, but what are you going to, Christian Kirk at like prime wide receiver money. Okay. Okay. Really? You just got Joe Schobert off the books, and now you're going to go spend big on Christian Kirksey? That's kind of odd. And Evan Ingram. Okay, tight end. Okay, sure. All right, go off. Uh, Badgers. Yes, by the way, we were just talking about the Badgers. We talked with Mike in downtown Madison. We talked with 
um, Nick, who took a victory lap, saying, this is what I wanted. I wanted him to lose in the first round, get a slightly better draw, get to be home, a little bit more rest for Johnny Davis and that ankle, too. Here's here's what we're going to come back with. We've got to take a break in about two minutes, so I don't want to get too deep into this, just to have to take a break. But I think the regular season title and what happens in the regular season is way more impressive and way more reflective about all of these teams compared to March Madness. And you might think, well, great, yeah, there's more games. Of course, you're right. And I know most things I say, I'm, I'm very right all the time. I always make good sense. That's, that's what I do here for two hours every day. But when I talk to analysts, I talked to Zach. I remember Zach saying about this. And I'm not bad-mouthing Zach, but Zach said this a couple weeks ago. It's like, yeah, they're having a great season, but you prove it in March. Eh, do you, though? Like, I, I get that that's the pervasive idea through college basketball fans and through the media. Well, no, it don't mean anything if you can't do it in March. I'm pretty sure it still means something, though. I think it means a lot to have a really good regular season, win a bunch of games, win a regular season title, hang a banner. And then if you lose in the first round, if you lose to Colgate on Friday by 20, that banner's not going anywhere. Johnny Davis is still going to the NBA. Greg Gard still won coach of the year. I just, I think for as commonplace as that logic is, we always say, well, it matters what you do in March. It doesn't, it doesn't. I think March Madness is an outstanding entertainment product. I don't know if it's very reflective and accurate about which teams are best and which coaches are best and which players are best. And we can talk about that in a few minutes. I'd love to explain myself. Can't wait to explain myself, actually. Amped to explain myself. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. More NFL news I want to get to. We haven't talked about the return of Preston Smith. I have a pretty good analogy that's helped me understand Preston Smith and his value and why the Packers like him a lot, like him enough to bring him back, push money into future years. So we'll talk about that. Devondre Campbell is back. Rasul Douglas is rumored to be back. And the Brewers looking at Andrew McCutcheon. That's on brand. Very on brand. We'll talk about all those things and more. Coming up next, Wisco Sports Show back in two minutes. Deshaun Watson's back. At least Adam Schefter handled it with grace and applaud today. <laughs> that was the funniest joke I've had on the show in a while. Wow. Comedy, 10 out of 10 for me today. Well done. Thank you. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I said this back at 4 o'clock. I'm going to say it again because everyone needs to hear it, okay? I need to be at my best this week. There's going to be a lot going on. Baseball's coming back. You got deals, trades, free agency signings. And it's not just for draft picks. Now we're talking about prospects. Yep, switch that gear in your head because we need to be thinking about that. Okay, the NFL is back. Free agency is open. The legal tampering period is here. Tom Brady is unretiring. Aaron Rodgers still might threaten to retire. I don't think that's over yet. Adams, franchise tag, players moving around. Need to be ready for that. Also, the NBA is still going. Yeah, by the way, March Madness starts this week. We need to be locked in for that too. I need to be at my best. I'm talking eight hours of sleep every night. Need to head to the gym a couple of times this week. I'm going to try to go for a run tonight before the game in Utah starts. I might not drink a beer every night this week. Maybe I'll just pick a few. <laughs> you, think I, you think I was about to say no beer this week? Come on. That's, that's just unreasonable. We need to be at our best this week. 
We're going to have a bunch of sports to talk about at once. There's a lot going on. So I going to get to bed early, get up early. I'm going to prep hard. I'm going to work out hard. I'm, I'm going to provide for this show this week. But you need to do the same. This is going to be a team effort, okay? This week's going to be nuts. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I hope you had an excellent, fantastic weekend. I guess the Badgers gave us some free time. Nick from Madison called right before that break and said, this is what I wanted, right? Remember when Nick called last week? Wanted an early exit in the Big Ten tournament because a deep run probably wasn't going to help their seed anyways. And a loss really didn't hurt their seed. In fact, it's nice because now they get to play in Milwaukee and Johnny Davis got a little bit of extra rest time for that ankle. And to be honest, I got a little free time this weekend. If I didn't have to be watching the Badgers, okay, I went to see a little show on Saturday night. That was a blast. Yesterday, I uh, dipped a line in the water, did a little fly fishing. It was great. Went to see the Batman Friday night after the Badger game. Pretty good. It was good. It was good. Like I say, it was amazing, but, you know, Robert Pattinson was pretty darn solid. You can text to call the show if you'd like, 608-796-2558. can tweet me at Wisco Grant. I want to talk about the Badgers, and I want to talk about something that Mike and Madison first brought up. This is something I was going to plan to talk about anyways. The regular season in college basketball means more to me than the NCAA tournament than March Madness. Let's reverse engineer this. Let's go back all, all the way back to the beginning. Let's look big picture and then we'll zoom in and we can actually talk about the tournament. College basketball is a sport that needs to be compartmentalized. We need to split it up first because it's really, really long, right? This season, the Badgers first game was on November 9th. Gas prices were like a nickel back then. That's a lifetime ago, four or five months ago. Second, and most importantly, the regular season and the tournament are basically different sports. Right, and the NBA even more so. The NBA is a good example because when you get into the playoffs, you're playing the same team five to seven times over a two-week period. Everyone gets to know each other, start to key in on each other. In the playoffs, everyone plays defense. The refs back off. They don't call as many fouls. I know fans say in college basketball, nuts, like think of John Rothstein. Oh, nothing matters once March hits. That's not what John Rothstein sounds like, but in my head, that's how I read his tweets. Once March hits... Nothing else matters. You own it in March. You earn it in March. You prove it in March. Nah, I don't think you do. That's when we crown a national championship. But let's be honest. We normally know who the best team is anyways. Maybe the best team doesn't always win, but typically it's like the second or third best team. The Loyola, St. Mary's, Chicago, Sister Jeans, they might go on a Final Four run. They're probably not going to win a title. Florida Gulf Coast might go on a run. Probably not going to win a title. Is the final four the best four teams? No, never. It was kind of nice last year. Baylor was the best team, and that was made very clear. Final four isn't the best team. March Madness isn't how you figure out who the best team is. Here's an exercise. All right, you go through the history of college basketball, and you find me a year and a final four that featured the four best teams. And I will scour the internet and look through the annals of history to find a Russell Wilson MVP vote. We'll start a timer, and we'll see who finishes first. All right, let's, let's, let's go at it. We'll see. Please, what's the bigger accomplishment? Being consistently great and winning games for four and a half months and winning a regular season conference title, that was Wisconsin, or finishing eighth in the Big Ten, going 17 and 14 overall, getting 11 seed, maybe get hot, maybe you win two or three games, get to an Elite Eight. Michigan could do that. Michigan better in Wisconsin. Juwan Howard better coach in Wisconsin. Hunter Dickinson Better player than Johnny Davis? No, 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 no. March Madness is fun. Great entertainment product. Give me the regular season. Give me the regular season title 
That's how you prove you're great. Not in March Madness. March Madness is a blast. And players can establish themselves as legends. They can boost their draft stock. But in terms of figuring out who's the best and, and who's most worthy, uh-uh, I don't want it. Dave is in Monona. I have a feeling he's going to hate this conversation. Dave, what's up? David. Oh, uh, it's not Dave. Oh, who is this? I'm sorry. It's Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read the number. And I'm, I'm loving this. I'm okay. loving this conversation. <laughs> Actually, and, and check, Grant, seriously, check maybe around 2004, 5, 6. Uh-huh. There was a year, I believe, that all four number ones made it. And the reason I know that is because I did something that I'm actually kind of embarrassed by. Because mm-hmm. normally, I'm always in my, wherever I've worked, I'm usually the by far the biggest uh, college basketball fan. Yet, mm-hmm. my brackets tend to be the worst. Yeah, And the reason is because the more you know, usually the worse your bracket is. Oh, so how many years in a row did example. I think that Utah State was going to win as a 14 seed. Now, part of it was they are the Aggies, and my mom's name was Aggies, so that was go. part of it. But they, they were a good team, and yet they would always just crap out in the tournament. But how many years in a row would I pick them? Anyway, one year, just out of defiance, when I was working at the Tribune, we did an office pool for all of Lee Enterprises, and I was just, like, so sick and tired of coming in dead last. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick pure chalk the entire thing, and yeah. it was the year to do it because all four number ones made it, and I actually won. And there was, I think, maybe $20, so it wasn't even about the money. And I was I was embarrassed. In fact, I had a coworker that was like, you know, um, really kind of uh, was disappointed in me because normally my bracket is always the most flamboyant, you know, and I would pick Vermont to win, and I would pick, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, that kind of thing. So I think there was actually a year, but if memory serves, uh, certainly three of them made it, but I think all four ones made it. So it does happen every once in a while, but you're right. It doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Now, here's something. I'm a Northwestern fan, So, right. um, but as far as Wisconsin uh, fans, I think there's two cautionary tales. There's no reason why the Badgers won't, will not beat Colgate, but just as a fun fact, the most notable Colgate alumni from basketball, I don't know if you'll remember him, but some of the callers uh, or some of the, the listeners will know, it was a Donald Foyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a freak. In fact, he was uh, highly recruited by like Syracuse and a lot of power conferences, but he was very loyal to his adoptive parents who both were professors at Colgate, which is a small school Good in Hamilton, New York. And he played there for three years, and he just was a stud. Colgate made it to three straight tournaments. They scared the crap out of Kansas one year um, when they were like a 16 seed, uh, and Kansas was a one. And and then he goes to the Golden State Warriors, and he really doesn't do much. But there was a year where Cornell, the sharp-shooting Cornell team from the Ivy League, beat the Badgers. And and, uh, I would just encourage my Badger brothers and sisters not to overlook this Colgate team. They're a sharp-shooting three-point team from the Patriot, which is a conference that I do pay a lot of attention to. Um, Mm -hmm. Army and Navy are in that conference. and So don't overlook Colgate. There's no reason Wisconsin won't beat them. But they're, they're, I, I kind of see this as like a trap game, like kind of like that Cornell game was like maybe 10 years ago where I think a lot of Badger fans couldn't believe that an Ivy League school could beat them. But really, it just comes down to who's, who's hot that day. If you're shooting, if the shots are dropping, um, you can win. So, um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I love it. I'm a huge uh, college hoops uh, junkie. So this is 
really my favorite time of, of year. I just I can't get enough. Of Holy it. Cross, uh, Lehigh, uh, yep. Loyola yep. MD. I, I was going to say, I'm just going off the top of my head. I, it's not like I looked up anything here. I, I know exactly who is in the Patriot League, uh, top to bottom. Uh, off Army, and here's an interesting thing, another one, uh, and a lot of people know this, uh, especially now with Coach K retiring, but yeah. Army, uh, Bobby Knight started his coaching career at Army, and his star, one of his star players was a point guard, Mike Krzyzewski. And when Bobby Knight left to go to Indiana in the early 70s, uh, Mike Krzyzewski started his coaching career at Army and then went on to Duke. And back in those days, uh, the tournament, I mean, it, well, the very first tournament had only eight teams. And ironically, uh, the first tournament was played in Evanston, Illinois, home of Northwestern. And most people knew that Northwestern had never made it to the tournament until we finally did five years ago. But prior to them having a tournament, the national champ was just, it wasn't like in college football where you would have the AP and the UPI and the sports writers determining it. Of course. The, 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 the kind of the unofficial, uh, official uh, college basketball champ, like all throughout the 20s and 30s, would have been just by the team who had the best record. Northwestern you know actually like was that. national champs. I like, like that. Like back in 32 or 33, but they, even Northwestern doesn't really recognize it. But it's kind of ironic that, the very first actual national tournament was played in Evanston, home of the Northwestern Wildcats. But, yeah, Army had a rich history, and they probably would have made it to the tournament four or five straight years in the 70s had the field been 64 teams. But back then it was like 32, and they just weren't going to get in with uh, uh, coming from a – Back then, they were playing as an independent. But, you know, uh, you know, Chris. So I, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Badgers? How deep of a run do you think they can go on? I don't know. Is this about you? That's, is this not about no, 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 me? No, no. I, what I was going to say—that's kind of the point of what I'm saying on the show today—is I, I don't know. They could lose to anyone at any time. That's how March Madness is. And in previous years, I've come in here and I'm like, well, I've done my homework on Colgate. Man, they can shoot, and if they get hot, I'm just, I'm just going to sit back and watch, and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's kind of, my, and, and that's not yeah. even a laziness thing. I, I just think that my energy and effort as a show host would be better put elsewhere because if you could figure out March Madness people would have gotten rich doing so a long time ago like there's a reason that brackets are always busted instantly so I I don't know that I'm going to reinvent the wheel here talk about the Badgers this should be Colgate I you know if you can get two wins and go from there I I think that's a great measuring stick for success if you can get out of that first weekend um then truly anything is, is possible but no, I, I don't know. I just kind of like it's listening Davis. to you talk and share anecdotes about the Patriot League. I was just kind of learning along. Oh, like, I know. <laughs> Holy, Holy Cross, uh, Bucknell, uh, who are we forgetting here? Uh, Navy, of course. Um, American, yeah, Lafayette. American, oh, yeah. 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 Right yeah. off the tip of my tongue. And, yeah. <laughs> and actually, here's a – this is one of the oddities, and this – my friends, <laughs> I did totally get a kick out of this. One of my most hated college teams – is actually the Fordham Rams of all of all programs for a, a guy to hate. They play in the Atlantic 10, but they used to play in the Patriot and they would routinely win the Patriot. And then they got a little big for their britches and they oh, thought, yeah. well, this isn't com- competition up. So we go to the Atlantic 10 and then they have done nothing. They've been in the A-10 now probably for going on 20 years. I sent an email to their athletic director probably 12 years ago, and I've been known to, like, write some very spirited, passionate, but, oh, but, but not, not mean-spirited, but very but passionate. And, and I just, yes, and I basically said, guys, you need to go back to the Patriot because you are not an A-10 school. This is not working. And when, when I never got a response, I said, okay, 
they are now public enemy number two. Amen. Ohio State or the Ohio State is actually public enemy one for me. But screw for um, But I will root for the Big Ten. I just listen more than anything else. Um, I just really want the Big Ten uh, to win a national title again, whether too. it's and, and, and hopefully, and yeah. it's been such a long time. And, and 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 I feel like we really blew it last year when we got nine teams in the in the field. Yeah, and remember, stunk. like seven of our teams lost right away. And I thought, yeah. man, this is a. In fact, I I was wondering if we would even get nine teams in because. Were they going to remember our feeble effort last year? And uh, part of the problem, frankly, is we just kick the crap out of each other yeah, for three point. months in conference, and it's like our teams are just exhausted. And that physical style, which you think would would work, actually starts to work against us collectively. So we're too good. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like it. it uh, these teams that can shoot the three-pointer or maybe can can run and are a little bit almost smaller uh, become a problem. So I don't know who the best Big Ten Iowa, uh, frankly, uh, might be our best chance. Uh, and I don't know if other people have that Big Ten pride. I know I sure do. And even though there's teams in the Big Ten I don't like, I mean, I'll root for Indiana. I'll root for Ohio State. I'll root for the Big Ten. Uh, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'll root for the big time. Uh, did you Chris. fill out a bracket? Yeah, I do. I, and I got to run. I just realized how long we've been talking, and it's nothing personal. Oh, I, sorry, I just, man. I, no, no, no. You, yeah. Again, it's nothing personal. I just realized how long we were talking. I was. I now I want to hate Fordham and talk about these things. But I got to run, man. I, I'm going to continue to talk. Let about us this, know I who you picked. <laughs> I'm curious who your your champ is. I will. I'll All pick, right, man. I'll we'll pick talk a champion again. tonight. Yeah, have a good one, Chris. I so I have this really bad habit of when I'm doing the show of not looking at a clock. I just realized we were talking for like eight minutes. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. College basketball, college sports is just nuts. Part of me wishes, as much as I love the big, you know, the Big Ten in the Midwest, what's it got to be like growing up in the Northeast, Vermont, or New Hampshire? So you're watching Holy Cross basketball. Like, imagine being really into Holy Cross basketball, and that's your, that's your thing. You're a Pats fan. You're a Celtics fan. And then for college basketball, you watch Holy Cross and you listen to post-game shows on some radio station out of Burlington. Imagine what that's like. It might be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool. Except screw Fordham. I'm with Chris on that. Fordham blows public enemy number one. What's my most hated college basketball team since Chris went there? I don't know. Never a big fan of Iowa. Brand McCaffrey kind of really pisses me off. And Bohannon's only been there for like eight years now, but whatever. I cheer for Brad Davison, so who might have throw stones from my glass house? Let's keep talking about this. Keep talking about the Badgers and college basketball. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Jeff in CF, Chippewa Falls. Uh, if you're not really with uh, Big Rivers Conference lingo, I don't think anyone says that. Uh, it's just a me thing. Jeff says Vince Lombardi went to Fordham University. Well, yeah, that's why this is the Holy Cross show, uh, as we established eight minutes ago. Holy Cross, by the way, great season in 2021. Six and oh, 10 and three overall, but six and oh in conference play. And, you know, the Patriot League, that's where you make your bones. Um, yeah, that's all the information I have in front of me. Uh, I'd give you more stats, but that's all I can find. We're a Holy Cross show. Uh, but Vince Lombardi did go to Fordham. Yes, you're right, Jeff. So maybe we shouldn't hate on Fordham. Or you get really into the Patriot League. 
we've decided today. Actually, I think that was a Chris decision. 608-796-2558. I have a new crusade, and it's one that I am passionate about. March Madness is an entertainment product, but is not reflective of how good teams actually are. And you're like, wow, Grant, this is really groundbreaking stuff you're on to. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm saying give me a Big Ten regular season title versus an Elite Eight every time. Going to the Elite Eight's fun, but if I'm a team that doesn't actually have a chance to win a national title, and this Badgers team, duh. Can I say that? Hold on. I caught those words as they're going out of my mouth. Can I say that? As a three seed, they're capable. I just... I don't. How many teams out of the sixty-four can realistically win a national title? Let's let's start there, because in college football, I think there's like three. There's the two that make it, and then maybe the the third or the fourth team, maybe on their best day, could beat Bama or the teams at the top, Georgia this season, right? How many teams out of the sixty-four actually have a viable, realistic, reasonable shot to win it all? How many? I'm I'm actually asking because college basketball really is my main squeeze. I. I don't know. But I think for a lot of teams, the goal is let's go on a little bit of a run. Let's make a name for ourselves. Let's have a nice, memorable couple of weeks here. Sweet 16, Elite Eight, maybe Final Four if we're lucky. I'd take the regular season Big Ten title. I'd take it, right? Here, Here's the question. What do you think is the bigger accomplishment? Would you rather be consistently great for four and a half months and win a regular season conference title, hang a banner at the Kohl's Center, or finish sixth in the Big Ten, finish four or five games over 500, get hot in the tournament, win three games to get to the Elite Eight, and then you lose. Oh, remember when we went to the Elite Eight that one time? Yeah, maybe. You know, I remember the Bronson Koenig shot against Xavier. I just remember every shot the Bronson Koenig took because that dude can that dude can bang. Love Bronson Koenig. Favorite basketball player ever at college level. But do you hang a banner for getting to the Elite Eight? Again, another question. I've never been to the Cole Center. Do you hang a banner for such things? Or do you only hang a banner for Final Fours? Hanging a banner for making the Elite Eight seems kind of like a loser mentality, doesn't it? Didn't the Colts hang a banner for making the AFC Championship game? I think they might have. Speaking of championship games, I was in Goodwill the other night, and I tweeted a picture of this, but I found on the rack a T-shirt that said Packers 2014 National Football Conference Champions. Like the, like the 2014 NFC Championship game that they lost? I found a shirt, like the other shirt, the shirt that never got put out, and I don't know, wh- where would that have come from? Like, where, do, where I want to know the story of that shirt, right? Kind of a loser mentality to buy NFC Championship game-winning shirts. I think same with, like, the Packers have had so many. They're getting sick of making the NFC North T-shirts because they're running out of things to say. The North is not enough. We own the North. Right, the North remembers. I don't think they ever did that one. I think that's Game of Thrones. But they, they're 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 playing repeats, right? They're rehashing shirts that they used years ago because they're running out. It's a loser mentality to hang a banner for making an Elite Eight or a Sweet Sixteen. Final Four is a little different because I feel like once you're in the Final Four, that's a thing. And making the Final Four is a thing. But I'm not talking about making a Final Four. Give me a Final Four run over a regular season conference championship. But if the line of demarcation is simply getting to the Elite Eight and going on a nice little run. Give me the regular season all day. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I read and I listen to and I hear so many people all throughout the regular season say, hey, they're playing great. Hey, this guy's coaching great. This player looks awesome. But let's see if they show up in March. Let's see if they prove it in March. Let's see if they can really earn it in March. 
I don't know if March is where you earn it or you prove it. And we go so far to devalue the regular season in the NBA. And it works in a way because the postseason is different. You get to the postseason, you're playing best of seven game series, and it's a whole other thing. Or in baseball, we're going farther to devalue the regular season. We want to expand the playoffs once again. So we get, what, seven teams in from each league? Why the hell do we play 162 games if that many teams are getting to get to the playoffs anyways? I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not a fan. The NFL, they expanded playoffs, but they added a game to the regular season. It's more. It's it's inflated. It's diluted. College basketball, give me the regular season conference championship over the nice run in the tournament that's fun in the moment, but ultimately doesn't stick in the annals of team history. Does that make sense? I, I, I thought that maybe there were some people that are going to hate this take and Brett Noclair is texted in. He's like, this is awful. So there are a few, but I feel like I'm being very reasonable here. Now I've thought that in the past and people still very much disagree with what I'm saying. I would rather the, I, I would, I would rather have the regular season championship. Cody tweets in and says this, would you, would you have traded 10 winning regular seasons of wins to have the Badgers win March Madness against Duke years back? Well, yeah, but now we're talking about a national title. That Badgers team was different. That Badgers team is the 1% of Badgers teams we've had over the years. This team is very, very good. Really good team. Do you really think they can win a national title? They think they could get hot and go to a Final Four. But you're telling me they can win back-to-back games against Gonzaga, Arizona. Who's even at the top of the AP? Now i got to look. AP top 25. I know the Badgers dropped today because I saw people reporting that. Okay. Why would you ever ESPN... Show me football. It's the week of March Madness. When I Google AP Top 25, show me basketball. Your algorithm sucks. Here we go. Gonzaga number one, Arizona, Kansas. Badger fans, tell me, realistically, is there a scenario in which the Badgers could beat three of these teams within a week? Kentucky, Nova, Tennessee, Baylor, Kansas, Arizona, Gonzaga. I don't... No. Now, they beat Purdue twice this year. Purdue is 10th in the country. Maybe that's a nice measuring stick. Purdue also could have won both of those games. Also, I just don't like Matt Painter in big games, so maybe that's not the best example. I love Jay Wright in big games. Like Gonzaga, Mark Few. I don't know. So, Cody, your question, I guess I don't know how to respond to it. I'd take it all for a national title, yes. But, but the thing is, winning three games in the tournament ultimately doesn't stick. Making a Super Bowl, I think, sticks. Making a World Series sticks. Making a Final Four sticks. Winning a national title sticks. Going on a nice little Sweet 16 Elite Eight run is nice. I don't know that it really gets you much as a program. Whereas winning regular season Big Ten title and proving it and earning it over the course of four and a half long months... On the road and at home, and you're sitting through Christmas break, and now you got to come back, and you're playing conference schedule, right? I, I love March Madness, great entertainment product. For me, give me the regular season Big Ten title, ten out of ten, every day of the week, every March, every March Madness. Let's take a break. If there's more to be said about this, we will say it. I do have some other NFL things I want to get to. I want to talk about the return of Preston Smith. Devondre Campbell is back as well. Billy Turner's out. Tom Brady is back too. And maybe we can talk about that because I I have an interesting question I want to pose between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and what's going on in Tom Brady's head right now. I just have a question. I'll post that to you coming up next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Wisco Sports Show, proudly brought to you by Tactical Irrigation Services. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out tonight. If you missed the very beginning of the show, the very, very, very beginning, get my thoughts on the Badgers' loss Friday night, the Bucks' loss on Saturday. Very to the point. I was very sure of myself when I said what I said about both of those games. If you want my take on them, go find it in the podcast. I'll post it just after 6 o'clock when the show is done. We talk a lot about the Badgers and their prospects in the NCAA tournament. I don't know how many games we're going to win. I don't know what I would bet. I don't know what I'd pick. I don't know anything. No one knows anything about March Madness. If anybody knew anything, then there would be brackets that are far more correct. And there never are. And that's for a reason. So I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure it out. My take of the day, I think March Madness is overrated. It's really fun to watch. It's a blast. But in terms of judging how good your team is relative to other teams, give me the regular season. Much better sample size. Much better sample size. Much harder test. That's why I think this Badger season already is smashing success. Despite whatever happens starting later this week or into next week or into the future weeks, depending on how far they go. 608-796-2558. You can call and text. Find me on Twitter and tweet me anytime, not just during the show. Find me at Wisco Grant. Please follow me there. I crave the interaction. And if I don't get it, I get depressed. That's how my generation works. So you don't want that. So please find me at Wisco Grant. Preston Smith is back. Let's talk about that. Devondre Campbell is back. It sounds like Rasul Douglas is going to be back. Packers had a day. I want to talk about Preston Smith. Now, the numbers, the numbers, the figures, the statistics, as I scroll to find where I wrote them down. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Here it is. Four years, $52.5 million in new money, $65 million total over five years. Now, when you combine this with his current deal, a chance to make $71 million. He's not going to make $71 million. And Florio, the wet blanket that he is, had to point this out on social media today, but it is worth a reminder, so credit to Florio for reminding everyone of this. Um, the numbers that are put out today are released through the agents, through insiders. It's not the team account saying, we have given him five years, $65 million, with an opportunity to make 71 No, the team account in the not-so-distant future will put out a cool picture. He's back, Preston Smith, on a new contract, right? The agents are putting these figures out. The numbers, the figures, right? How much guaranteed? How many years? Oh, look at I got my client five years when chances are he'll probably be on the team for two or three. Probably see a fraction of that money, right? But the agent wants to puff out his chest and say, look at how much I got my client. I'm awesome. Sign with me. Let me represent you. I will get you a deal like this one. So the Packers, by extending Preston Smith, and also today cutting Billy Turner and doing what we've thought for a while and getting rid of Zedaria Smith, saved about $27 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Now we just need to wait until Rodgers signs his deal, which will probably be weeks or whatever. He just feels like it. And we'll see what happens with Adams. If they push money out or what they're going to do, I don't know. But he's under the franchise tag right now, which is a hefty price. I want to talk about Preston Smith, the player, Right. Four years, $52 million and a half or so in new money. We don't need to talk about the crux is he's back. And it's not on top edge rusher money. It's not free. It's not the most hometowny of discounts, but it's it's fine. A lot of people probably saw this and thought, okay, um, he's been with the Packers for three years now. 
with mixed results. Really good his first year, really bad his second, and then pretty good last year. So, I mean, wouldn't you rather keep Zedarius Smith? Wouldn't you rather get someone else? Well, that's not really how it works. Preston Smith's under contract, so the way to save money isn't to cut him. The way to save money is extend him. Here's how you should think of Preston Smith. Uh, I was in a Twitter space this afternoon, and we were talking about it a little bit right before the show started. I think of Preston Smith as Chris Middleton. Now, Chris Middleton is a better version of what Preston Smith is, but they represent similar things, similar ideals, okay? Chris Middleton is at a position of great need around the NBA. Six, eight, six, seven wings that can defend and shoot. They're uber, uber valuable. That's why the Clippers, when they got Paul George and Kawhi, were all like, oof, that team's nuts. Look at how long they are on the perimeter. Those guys can both defend and shoot, right? So every team is trying to find a 6'7 wing. And they're not easy to find. And if you can't find the one you want, then you end up paying for the one that you get, right? Like the Sixers are paying Tobias Harris a lot of money to be their fourth option. And a lot of people, when Chris Middleton signed his deal, looked around and thought, well, I'd rather have Tobias Harris. Okay, well, how's that How's that bore out, right? Because six, seven, six, eight wings command a price, even if they're not that good. Because they are a build, a frame, a position of demand. So you're not paying them what they're worth. They're paying what the market bears, what the market demands. So Preston Smith, not a wing, but he's an edge rusher. He's a stand-up outside linebacker that can get to the quarterback. Every team needs pass rush, okay? And if you don't pay the guy that you want, you're going to end up paying the guy that you get. So if they cut Preston Smith or they look elsewhere, or let's say they don't pay Preston, just cut him and they don't replace him. Okay, well, now you're down to Rashawn Gary. And I like Rashawn Gary, but there's no one on the other side unless you draft someone, then you're dealing with a rookie. But what if also Rashawn Gary gets hurt? Then you have no one. So you pay Preston Smith the market rate mid to slightly below mid-tier for an edge rusher instead of ending up with a Nick Perry. Remember Nick Remember Nick Perry when he was their number one edge rusher? It's like, well, he's not any good, uh, and he's always hurt, uh, but he's an edge rusher. You, you got to keep a guy like that in the house. That's the thing about Preston Smith that I love bringing up with Chris Middleton, and I also hate bringing it up because I kind of feel like I'm going to jinx him. Chris Middleton's always available. He is always available. Preston Smith is always available. I think he missed his first career game this last season, right? He had this ridiculous streak going. You're telling me I can have an edge rusher that fits the team, likes being here in Green Bay, plays a huge position of demand around football, and is always available? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pay that guy. Maybe a little sticker shock? Eh, Not even. This deal's not that bad. It's flexible. The money isn't anywhere near on an annual average basis what the top edge rushers are. You don't want to let like guys like that go. You can do a lot worse than Preston Smith. Let's go to the phones real quick. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? This is this is Mike in Eau Claire. Mike in Eau Claire. What's going on, Mike? I'm really happy with how the initial falling into place is going. I'd, I'd much rather sacrifice Zadarius to keep Rasul Douglas, to keep Preston Smith, to keep uh, 
the linebacker. I keep forgetting John his name, Blank. too. Devondre Campbell. I know. For as much as we love Campbell. him and talk about Devondre him, for Campbell. whatever reason, I, I can't <laughs> recall it from my mind. I don't get it either. And the, as much as people like Stokes, I, he's a nickel corner. Until he proves more to me, it was a blessing that uh, Jair was hurt last year because we got to see him in a starting role. Yeah. He did. I'll give him played great for a rookie, but people are way, people are way too high on him, and he got burned a few times. That cost you a game. Not Kevin King bad, but hopefully he develops better than that. But I'm I'm just really excited and happy that it's kind of unfolding this way. And yeah. we were going to have to either cut Billy Turner or Elton Jenkins. Me and my buddy were talking about it yesterday, looking at the contracts and the salary cap and yeah. what little we know about it. But it was like one of them guys was going to get cut anyway. So they kind of pulled the trigger this year and cut Billy Turner. Sad to see these guys go, but yeah. you got to make concessions. No, that somebody but, had to get yeah. cut. And I, and I think, Mike, what I was saying earlier – the Packers have struggled finding good cornerbacks. They're really good at finding offensive linemen. So if they got to cut yeah. somebody or, or not bring back somebody, I think I'd rather bring back Rasul Douglas than, you know, keep Billy Turner. They can find another right tackle. They'll probably have Elton Jenkins play right tackle. They're really good at developing and, and bringing those guys up. That's Stenovich's background. So I think the Packers probably weighed that too. Who's easier to replace, an offensive lineman or a corner? I think that played into this decision as well. Exactly. I, I heard that part. I agreed with everything you said. That you can get, you can plug holes, but cornerback, you can't. No. So well, and cornerback is so Mike. Great, it's, yeah. it's so volatile because remember that one year when Quentin Rollins and Demarius Randall were really good, and the rookie years, and we were thinking all offseason, oh, you're good, you're set at that position, one of the best secondaries in football. It can fall apart really quickly. So also for all the people that are saying Eric Stokes looks great, yeah, he does, and I hope he continues to. But when you get complacent at corner that's when it sneaks up on you and you end up with Ladarius Gunter right defending Julio Jones in the playoffs I would like to avoid that again I agree 100 <laughs> percent all right Mike have a good night man thanks for the call was, yeah you too you too yeah have a good one Mike and Eau Claire Mike we've talked before why did I not recognize your number producers look into that I'm not going to look like a fool again not knowing Mike and Eau Claire need to be better than that Thank you. I've set my minions on it. 608-796-2558. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I really like Preston Smith. He's not Zedarius Smith. He doesn't have quite the same versatility. But if Rashawn Gary gets bigger and stronger, and that's kind of the track he's on, and you can move him around in the interior line, Preston Smith is a little taller, lean, fast. He gives you a little, little different look. I like variance. I like variety, right? you got a bunch of guys that do different things. You can move around, play them in different ways. I would be surprised if the Packers don't come out of this draft with a defensive lineman they really like. I'm really interested to see what they do with their first-round pick because anybody that they pick is going to be depth at this point. That's really exciting, right? If they draft a wide receiver, assuming Adams comes back and Lazard comes back, then it'll be a guy who's depth. He's not going to step into a huge role of need right away. Even though he might play a lot and be, be good, you're not needing him to work out. If you draft a linebacker, okay, well, you got Devondre Campbell. Really like Devondre Campbell. Right? If you draft an offensive lineman, well, assuming everyone comes back healthy and Elton Jenkins doesn't catch a case of the David Bakhtiaris, then we should be okay. Right? Corner? If they bring back Rasul Douglas, as the reports indicate that they will, then it's depth. If you bring back a safety, it's depth. It's depth, it's depth, it's depth. Defensive line, someone to play next to Kenny Clark. 
then you're talking about depth. I really like the situation that the Packers were in. And they had to release, yes, they had to get rid of Zadarius Smith, although we think, I think we all kind of saw that coming, right? They had to release uh, Billy Turner, which is a bummer. I really like Billy Turner. But I, I just, I love the spot that they're in. I really love the spot that they're in. I feel really good about this. And I and I wasn't feeling that optimistic a couple weeks ago with the cap the way that it was. Really quickly before we take our last break, let's go to the phones. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello there. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bob from I'm Bob from Norwalk. Norwalk. Um, well, yeah, Bob. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Try to get into you a couple of times. Well, I'm, but, so, um, I'm sorry that you haven't been able to. That's on me. I got to be better. No, I was I got cut off the phone thing. Um, oh, I gotcha. Anyway, with uh, Rogers and uh, Adams. Yeah. I kind of disagree with the. Uh, signing Rodgers on. We had him for one more year and then give him that big contract if that's what the whole story is right on. Yeah. So you, you know, if he didn't want to play, he can, he can sit on the bench. Mm, and right. with Adams, with Adams, that um, he doesn't want to play. And, okay, let him go. You want to play chicken Rogers, with Devontae Adams? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I know what you mean. And but Then if you um, – he doesn't sign, then Rodgers ain't going to play because that's Rodgers' little baby right there. Yeah. So I, I've i been a Rodgers backer ever since Favre. I wanted Favre out. Yeah. When he got in his older years, and now everybody fought me on Rodgers, and he became a pretty good player. Yeah. But now he's got an up in age and he's got an attitude. I guess we got to try somebody else. Yeah, I guess. No, Thank I, you. I feel you. Yeah, have a good night, Bob. I appreciate the call. And also, I just looked up where Norwalk is. I apologize for not knowing. Not far from me. Okay, so it's over by it's over by Sparta. Not too far. All right, I got you. I got you. Thanks for the call, Bob. Nice to meet you. And I'm sorry I haven't been able to get through before. I Do you really think you can look Devontae Adams in the face and be like, nah, you know, it's, it's the franchise tag or you can sit out? Do you think he would sit out? Ah, that's a hell of a gamble. Because if Adams doesn't end up playing this year, that changes everything. Now, Alan Lazard is your number one. Now, Amari Rogers needs to be good, and I don't know that I want to count on that. There is something to be said for, you just get a little sick of it, and I think that's where Bob is. When I saw this Adams headline today, I'm like, no, the team wants to get an extension done, man. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this on my timeline, on my Twitter timeline. I don't want to see it there. Thanks for the call, Bob. 608-796-2558. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's come back, wrap up the Wisco Sports Show after this. I want to talk about Tom Brady. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.